Evening, queens. Evening, everybody. We are back with our weekly checking in Shake the Room. And today's topic, we are talking about the power of movement. And I love that this came up today because, first of all, you guys know that I've been doing this room because it dropped in my spirit to do a room called Shake the Room and really just speak about being unapologetic and be like, being unapologetic about who we are and how we show up. And most importantly, like take up space. Like it is our birthright to go into rooms and shake the room and really be comfortable with taking up space. And every week I've been obedient and I've been listening and I literally will not set a topic until God gives it to me. And I realized it's Wednesday and I ain't got no topics. I was like, well, what is this? And all I've been hearing is move, 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 move. And I'm like, oh, okay, so is that supposed to be the room? Because guess what, babes? I don't feel like moving, so why are we going to be talking about it? And then I got it. I was like, that's exactly why we need to speak about it. Because of the power that comes with moving. The power that, that comes with understanding that moving when you're in terms of shaking the room in terms of taking up space in terms of elevating and you know positioning yourself in the best place in your life you have to be willing to move when you don't feel like it you have to be willing to keep it moving regardless to what is or is not happening you have to stick to what you said you was going to stick to way before you said you was going to do it and that sounds so much easier, like when you're just saying it, right? Because, you know, you get these ideas in your head, you get these ideas in your head and you're like, yeah, you know what, on Monday, I'm going to start eating good. I'm going to start, um, you know, doing my exercise. I'm going to start this and that. And you feel in good spirits, right, at the time that you start it. But then Monday comes and, oh, you don't feel well, or better yet, sabotage is kicked in. So you actually are physically unwell, you're sick, or the children are acting up, or some family member needs you. So life really does happen. And so then you're like, you know what, it's cool if I don't move. And one thing that I recognized in understanding the power of movement was in recognizing that all I could hear was obedience. And I've been speaking about obedience and discipline a lot lately. And it's really, 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 really vital that we practice obedience when we are taking up space, when we are elevating, when we are leveling up, when we are, you know, moving through what we're going through. Because the easiest thing to do is fall off. The easiest thing to do is make excuses. The easiest thing to do is say, you know what? Well, I've been putting in the work for 60 days. It's cool if I stop now. And the obedience, the obedience allows you to keep on going. The obedience allows you to stay committed. And you see the way that God rewards obedience, right? You could be putting work in now, and it feels like nobody's seeing your work. It feels like nobody's clapping for you. Even if you're a content creator or a content builder and you're pouring out work every single day, you're being obedient, you're, you're doing what needs to be done. You're putting out your three posts a day. You're reaching out to people. You're pouring out content and you're getting 10 likes. You could quit because you could say, well, you know what? Like nobody's seeing this. Nobody's, you know, um, reacting to it. Nobody's taking this information in. 
But you don't understand that just by you sticking to moving, just by you sticking to committing to doing the moves that need to be done, you do not understand how one day all of that content that you put out in one day, it will make sense. It could be three years from now. It could be five years from now. It could be five months from now. And someone just happens to share one of your posts and that one person who shares it has an audience of 2 million people. And now everybody else wants to see who this person is or where that information came from. And before you know it, you've now got 100,000 followers, like overnight, perspectively. But because you was obedient in taking the moves the whole time, not only when they come and look for that one piece of information, they are staying with you because you've got loads of information that you've been pumping out. And this is why it's so important to keep moving. And when I thought about moving, I thought, what really stops people from moving? What stops people from staying in the ball game? Because I'm telling you guys, when you start taking up space, when you start shaking the room, when you start being unapologetic about who you are, life doesn't stop. Those children don't automatically start behaving. That family doesn't automatically get into alignment with you. Your job doesn't automatically understand you. Your partner doesn't um, literally straight away reason with you. Perspectively, your circumstances could be the same. But the truth of the matter is when you stay in your lane of moving, when you stay in your lane of doing what needs to be done, regardless to how you feel and you practice being obedient, God understands obedience. And for your obedience, you will be rewarded. When you start showing up before time, when you start getting in the room early, when you start saying, you know what, because I committed to this, I'm going to show up as my best self. My best self wants to be in these places. So I'm going to be there before time. God says, I see you. I see you've been a humble servant. I see you've been a hum um, an obedient servant. And that's where things start moving. Sometimes, more time, you've got to be willing to be the movement before it feels like a movement. Some people wait until it feels good. Some people wait until everything is in place. And I'm just going to tell you guys that you're going to get nowhere. We can't wait until it always feels good. We can't wait until we've got all of the answers. We can't wait until things are perfect. We've got to be willing to move regardless. And I assure you that when you do this consistently, the way that you will be blessed is absolutely incredible. We can't say I've been doing exercise for a month or two months and I don't see the results. No, you've got to be consistent and obedient to retraining your mind and retraining your body so that they come into alignment. Because what people don't understand is, and I'm going to be a witness to this because I've been a witness to this in quarantine. I've woke up pretty much every day, minus so like five days a week on average, and I've exercised. But I've battled with myself on some of those days. In the beginning, I was fine. After a while, it was like, oh, I'm exercising every day. I'm not seeing the results. I'm exercising every day. I'm not seeing results. So guess what? My mind's going in one direction and my body's going in the opposite direction. Before I switched that to gratitude and said, I am so grateful that I could wake up every day and be obedient to doing the work. Before I recognize my obedience, before I celebrated my success, I want to complain in my mind. 
And so my mind is out of alignment, yet my body is going a different way. So then I'm not seeing the connection in the results. And that's what a lot of us do. We act as if we only operate in one body. We act as if we've only got a spirit, if we are religious or spiritual. We act as if we've only got a spirit and a body. So we only know our physical and our, and our spiritual. And then we act like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we've got, we've got a mental body. Yeah, I need to get my head in the game. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. And then what we probably do is reject our emotions as if they're not a whole body. Or you've got other people who are just physical, physical. I've got to do, 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 do. I've got to have, 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 get, get, get. So when they don't feel well, they can't move because physically they can't move. We've got people who just think, 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 think. Everything has got to be think, think, think. And when we keep thinking, when we keep thinking, what about your emotional body? What about your physical body? What about your spiritual body? So how do we move in alignment to who we are? We've got to move in all of those bodies. We've got to understand them as separate bodies coming together to form a whole body called you. But some of us just want results and we think we've just got to do. Others of us just want results and we think we've just got to think. Others of us want results and we think we've just got to pray. Others of us want results and we think we've just got to exercise. What about the rest of your bodies? And when you're out of alignment, what does that out of alignment look like? Sickness. What does out of alignment look like? Headaches. What does out of alignment look like? Oversleeping. What does out of alignment look like? Being dead ass last. What does out of alignment look like? Being late. What does out of alignment look like? Talking, 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 saying, I know, I know, I know. That is out of alignment. Because alignment allows you to flow. I say to people, when you know God, you are never stuck and they don't understand. And I say, it's because we say we know God, but do we really know him? How can we be stuck in knowing God when he's always got the answers? You want to know why you can be stuck? Because you're trying to do it alone. Because you're trying to think it through. Because you're trying to understand it because you're trying to plan your own plan. And he's like, my child, I've got a plan for you. My child, I've got answers for you. But my child, sometimes movement looks like sitting with me so you can hear me, not sitting with you so you can hear more of your dysfunction. Sitting with me so I can guide you. So you step into a knowingness that brings you into flow so that the next time that you move, all of you's gonna move. But how much of us are willing to sit with God? How much of us are willing to sit with God and truly understand that when you sit with him, you're never stuck. And I'm gonna keep saying it until someone believes it, until someone catches it, until someone recognizes that when we're sitting with their self, you will be stuck because you're trying to figure out the answers alone. How do I know this? Because I've always known God, right? I've always known who he is. I've always known that there's a force greater. I've always known that he can speak and connect to me. But let me tell you what I didn't know. 
What I didn't know is that I was not listening. <laughs> I was not listening because the voice that I was hearing, I was just following it. And it's not even to say that it took me to a bad place, but do you know what it did? It took me to the place that I wanted to be by myself. I wanted to be successful. I wanted my life to look a certain way. I wanted things to go a certain way because you know what the truth of the matter is? That would have made me feel like I had healed through things that I was experiencing. That's a word for somebody. You wanna look a certain way. You want to have a certain level of success. You want a certain level of money in your account. You want your children to show up a certain way. You want life to be this certain way because then you think it's gonna make you feel successful. It's gonna make you feel accomplished. It's gonna make you feel abundant. And I just wanna tell y'all it's a lie. Because even if I'm on my knees crying, even if I'm on my knees broken, even if I'm on my knees, do y'all know how amazing I feel? Because I'm not on my knees alone. And it's in the breaking that I get the breaking through. It's in the breaking that I get the breakthrough. So I'm not saying don't not reach. I'm not saying do not reach high. I'm not saying do not aspire. But what I'm saying is check the place that you're reaching from. Check the place that you're moving from. Check the place that you're trying to accomplish from. Because is it a place of wanting to be good? Is it a place of wanting to be great? Is it a place of wanting your outside to look good and you're not sitting with the movement that's happening inside of you? Because there's a movement in you. And a lot of people want the movement outside. A lot of people think if I live in a house that looks like this, I'm going to feel great. If I drive a car that looks like this, I'm going to feel better. If I, if my children show up like this, then my life is going to be good. If I achieve six figures at work, then everything is going to feel great. Really? Have y'all spoken to rich people that are broken? Have you spoken to rich people or highly successful people that are empty? Because when you get into rooms and you have conversations with those people, you wouldn't want their lives. So regardless to where we are and what we do, there's a price to pay. And my question to you guys is, where are you really moving from? And how do you really move in alignment? Because we're gonna have to move regardless to how we feel. We're going to have to build regardless to how we feel. We're going to have to be obedient. And the reason why obedient keeps coming to me is because when you just keep doing the steps, right, there is a day where you're going to cash in. And the cash in is going to blow your mind if it's coming from the right place. And if you're making steps and moves from a place that's out of alignment, you're still going to cash in. <laughs> and when you cash in, the pit hole that you're going to find yourself in, you're not going to be able to dig yourself out of. So let's start to move with more discernment. Let's start to move from a place of asking quality questions. Maybe when you're making moves, why am I moving? And see what comes. Maybe when you're not moving, why am I not moving? 
and see what comes. Because this spirit that everybody wants to have this connection with, that everybody believes is so outside of them, this God that everybody wants to build this relationship with, that everybody believes is so outside of them, start speaking to it, start asking it quality questions and watch how it's not outside of you. Watch how it reveals stuff to you. And you know, my favorite thing about being obedient and moving from a place of alignment is you move empty. You move empty. And that is where the shift took place in the moves that I was going to make. I was willing to take the moves, but I was moving from, I need to do this because I need that. I need to do this because that's going to get me here. I need to do that because that's going to look like that. And I need to do this because of that. And God said, stop. And this is why when he's been so clear in giving me messages lately, week after week after week, when he told me the word move, and then it was echoed back to me in a conversation today, I realized why he didn't give me all of the bits in between, like he's been doing all of the other weeks. Because the real moving is about moving undone. The real moving is about moving empty. The real moving isn't about when we've got it all in place. The real moving isn't about when every little particle fits in. The real moving is not about your plan. Because the real movement is a greater plan and it's a plan that you cannot see. And I could hear everybody saying, well, then how do we get there, Tanya? And Tanya says, you just be. And then people say, well, what does be looking like? And I say, be looks like being more empty. Be looks like being willing to put down everything that you think you are to become who you really are. Because a lot of the moves that we've been making are out of survival. A lot of the moves that we've been making are out of striving. And I'm like, babes, God wants you to thrive. And if God wants you to thrive and you've been operating from survival, then guess what, babes? You can't do anything the same anything and then the fear kicks in because you've worked hard to get to where you've got to so far right you've worked hard to get to where you get to so far but this isn't about working hard this is not about working hard this is about heart work what's the condition of your heart what's the posture what's your what's your heart posture What's the condition of your mind? What's the condition of your spirit? What's the condition of your physical body? Can the body that you are in now, can it equip you for this mission that you've got on your chest? Are you fit enough? Are you willing to lose sleep for these hundreds of thousands of people that you wanna touch? Are you willing? Can you really serve? 
When your phone rings at two o'clock in the, in the night and you just went to sleep at 1.30, can you get up and give from a full cup? Can you? Because we all want big things, but I'm really asking you, can you really handle it? And I'm not saying that you can't, but what I'm saying is, can you check your position right now? Can you check, are you able to see past your own selfishness to be selfless? Are you willing to check in your own mental spirit and in your spirit, right? If you're able to push when you ain't got a push in you. Can you check when you're in the, when you're exercising? Do you even exercise? Do you even think it's valuable to feed your body? And your body says, stop, because you've been running for 50 minutes. And God says, I want 10 more minutes. Are you able? When your emotions are taking over you, they're all over you. They're making you vomit. They're giving you a headache. They're stirring you up. You're being sick. You're crying. Are you still able to keep moving? Or are you going to shut down? Because we can't talk about shaking the room if we're not talking about what will really happen when you start shaking the room. We can't talk about taking up space if we don't recognize what's taking up space inside of you. Because what's inside of you is going to come out. And when it comes out, can you deal with it? Or you're going to think, 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 think. Or you're going to do, 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 do. Or you're going to be emotional, over emotional, over emotional. What are you going to do? Or are you going to make a choice, a conscious choice to come into balance? To come into alignment? And to move from a place of balance? And to move from a place of harmony? Because in order to create a movement, you've got to be with the movement. I always say God made no mistake when he made me a dancer first. No mistake. Because he knew that there was going to become a time where I was going to have to teach about giving and taking. Choreography, it's like you have all these ideas in your body and in your mind and you're sharing them and you're expressing them and you're teaching people with them, right? But when you get on a stage and the music kicks in and the audience is there and that choreography is in your body, it looks different. And that's why when you see people dance and they move you, it's because there is a spirit in their physical body. The mind in them is coming into alignment. Their emotions are connecting to the music and they move. And when they move, it moves you. And there are other people, this new style era of dancing that I do not have no respect for because it's just boom, cat, boom, cat, boom, titty, cat, boom. And all now ain't nothing done, no boom, to cat to nobody's spirit because <laughs> they're not connecting. It's like when a singer sings, oh my gosh, and they move your whole being because they've connected their emotions to the music. They've connected their emotions to your emotions. They've put their mind and spirit into the song and then they're physically expressing it. And that's why we move because we're moved by that connection in their whole body. Start to understand when things are moving you, what part of you is moving. Is it moving your emotions? 
Is it moving your physical body? Is it moving your mental body? Is it giving you that clarity that says, yo, I've got this? Or is it moving your spirit? And a lot of us don't understand our spirit because we believe that our spirit is having a connection to God. No, God is in every one of your bodies. He's in your mental body, emotional body, spiritual body and physical body. He created us in his likeness and image. So what do you think? He just said, I'm going to just dabble in your spirit. No, he said, I want all of you. So he's in all of you. But what does spirit really look like without this attaching it just to God? or to Allah, whatever it is that you believe in, your spirit is that fire in you that keeps you ignited regardless to what. Your spirit is the part of you that is the movement. Your spirit is the part of you that keeps that fire burning. I could be at my worst mentally, emotionally, physically drained, you know, sick, physically sick, emotionally tired, mentally done. But that fire in my belly keeps burning. That fire in my belly keeps burning because I know what I'm connected to. And whether that comes out, doesn't have to come out of me listening to something that stirs up my spirit. I can dance and that fire connects. I can write and that fire connects. Because what does spirit really look like? Passion, desire, fire. Where were you passionate? Where is that part of you? Where is that connect? What is that connected to? How are you tapping into it to move? Mentally, how are you moving? Mentally, are you beating yourself up? Mentally, are you rehearsing negative stories? Mentally, are you holding yourself in a pit of depression or anxiety by consciously thinking about your past or too far in the future? Because if you stay present, you will never be mentally depressed. You will never experience anxiety, never, never. So where do you go when you're feeling depressed? Where do you go when you're having anxiety? Where are you? because you ain't present in your mind. Emotionally, how do you stay in alignment? Oh, you don't cry because that's not good. What a lie. You know, when God comes through, how I just start bawling, happy tears. I love tears, but maybe you were taught that tears were not healthy. Oh, because you, you, you get angry all of the time, right? You go to rage. Because you're not managing your emotions. You're not embracing your emotions. I'm very happy to cuss. I love cussing. I will happily cuss because I will get it out. I'm not going to let those emotions be stagnant. So I will cuss them out. And not only will I cuss out whatever or whoever, I'm bringing it up, I'm bringing it out. So I'm happy to do that. I'm not scared of it because my intention is not to, to hurt. My intention is if this is what's in me and it's got to come out, it's better that I hear it coming out so I can address it. But let's just be happy and pretty all the time because being angry is not our portion.
So why why has God allowed us to experience it? Y'all really think you'd be content if you were just happy, happy, happy and joyful, joyful, joyful all of the time? No. What happens when we start embracing our emotions? What happens when we start owning our emotions? What happens when we actually start enjoying the experience of emotions? I am so grateful when I'm sad. Oh, I feel great. Like, yo, I actually get to experience this. Because you know what? Whatever emotion I go through, I know it's just to pass. I know it's not forever. And then how do we move in our physical body? Actually moving it. Actually being doing exercise, dancing, walking, yoga, whatever it looks like, Pilates. Just to, as your body saying, thank you. Why are we conscious about moving our spirit and conscious about moving in our mental body, but we somehow forget that we have to move our emotions and we have to move our physical body. But yet we wanna be in alignment, but we wanna spend time in one or two bodies as if the other two don't exist and they do. So how do we honor them? How do we build a relationship with them? And how do we make that a conscious decision? Because we are, and I will say this, operating out of our subconscious mind 80% of the time. And our subconscious is where it holds on to a lot of the beliefs that we don't want to have. A lot of the beliefs that we don't want to understand, a lot of the beliefs that we don't want to address, but they're there and they are, you, they are literally like our everyday operating system. And that's why it feels like we're out of control of what we're feeling or we're out of control of what we're experiencing because it's coming from that part of us. But when it comes from the part of us that's pure and it comes from the part of us that's understanding and it comes from the part of us that's just like, yes, I get this. So I'm gonna stay in alignment. I'm gonna stay in balance. That's where the game changes. And so I wanted to give you guys some tips on balancing your your whole body, right? Um, and how we can move. And the best way I thought of doing this was to briefly touch on balancing your masculine and feminine energies. And naturally, some of us lean more to one side, but it's important that we start to understand that whether we are male or female, we have both of these energies. What's sad is this world is built more in a masculine energy. It's about the power. It's about getting. It's about, um, you know, putting things out, out, out. And the feminine energy is complete opposite. The feminine energy is about receiving. The feminine energy is about creating. The feminine energy is about being more compassionate and caring. But the truth of the matter is we need both. And what's happened with women over time is it's like, yo, we have been silenced. We have not been able to take up space. We have not been able to be unapologetic about who we are. So you know what? We're going to do better. And in doing better, we've just ran to our masculine side. We've ran to being, we have to be strong. We have to go out there and get what's ours. We have to step into rooms and be more confident. But I'm like, that's great. And yes, that is true, but we cannot forget our feminine energy. And so for a lot of us, when we're experiencing illnesses now and we go to the root of them, 
It really is because we've shut down our feminine side. And so it's showing up in our bodies to help us address it. But if we don't understand our bodies and we don't understand how things manifest physically in our bodies, then we don't understand that we've neglected a part of ourselves. And then you've got other women who understand that the world is changing, but they just want to stay in being caring. They just want to stay in being giving and they don't know how to balance into I've got to get some stuff too. I've got to put some stuff out as well. I've got to be confident. And so it's about imbalance, balancing both of them and understanding that not only having a relationship with your four bodies brings you into harmony, but understanding that even within our four bodies, there is masculine and feminine energy and we've got to come into alignment with them both. And that's what balance really looks like. Balance doesn't look like what we think it does doing the same of each of everything, no. I literally encourage people to live a life of harmony. What does harmony look like? When people sing, they're singing on different notes. You might have a three, a fifth and a seventh, and that creates a beautiful sound that creates a harmony. They're not singing on the same note. So it's the same for life. When we have a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, that's how we get the harmony and the balance, right? And sometimes the way that harmony really works is been able to adapt. So that's where you hear the movement. It's been able to say, you know what, in this season that I'm in right now, I need to read more. Because reading is balancing my mind and it's encouraging me to take moves. It's keeping my emotions in check and it's lifting my spirit. So I just need to read. In another season, it might be like, I've been sitting down for a little while. I need to get up and I need to move. I just need to move. I just need to be in places that are going to move me because I don't know who I'm going to speak to. I need to connect with people. I need to move. So it's recognizing that I gave a lesson before, I think two weeks ago on seasons. And it's recognizing that in each of your seasons, you need different movement. But what I started this conversation with is about being obedient. Because obedience means you're, you're, you're tuned into listening to God, right? You're tuned into listening to your higher self. You're tuned into listening to that part of you that says, I know there's something that I'm going to do. I might not know what it is, but I'm willing to listen. And you watch how quickly it comes. But if you're going into that place like, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do this, I need to do that. That's where you chuck yourself out of balance. The real harmony is in being empty, but being full by everything that's around you. And when you move in harmony, right? The beautiful thing about moving in harmony and balancing your masculine and feminine energy is you become wise. And when you become wise, you're able to balance the power within yourself and the love within yourself. And what we're witnessing on the outside of the world is this shift. So the love of power was on top. And that's why the world operated in a certain way. And there's the shift where the feminine energy is coming up. So now the power of love is raising. But hear what? The way that we've been taught love is so flawed. It's so conditional. It's attached to things. And so we don't see it for what it is. Love just is. Love doesn't have no attachments. 
But people have confused love with power. And that's where the flawed belief kicks in. But when we come back into alignment, we understand that the power comes from our masculine energy. And we understand that the love comes from our feminine energy. And when we learn to balance the two of them, it brings us into being wise. And when we're wise, we make decisions from a balanced place. So let's look at it. Here are some of the things that come under your masculine energy. The healthy side of your masculine energy. It allows your soul to express power. It allows you to understand and honor your own life. It gives you the ability to take command of your own life. It gives you energy for accomplishing things. It allows you to claim your basic rights to life. It gives you the self-confidence, inner strength, dignity. It allows you to recognize wise risk-taking. It allows you to have decisiveness, focus, and the ability to reason. I love that it says focus and the ability to reason because a lot of the time, the reason why we can't move is because our focus is out. And our reasoning is flawed with a lot of tainted beliefs. But when you're, when you're clear, you can reason from a place of, of knowingness, from a place of clarity. So that's the healthy side of our masculine energy. Let's look at some of the unhealthy stuff of our masculine energy. Ooh, y'all ready? And um, you might notice something about relationships in your life. When you hear this, you will hear where people are residing. So the unhealthy side of the masculine energy is weakness. Ooh, child low value of their own life, angry, fearful, intimidated, bragging, showing off, foolish risk-taking, doubting, indecisive, unreasonableness, and inattentiveness. Ooh, did some of y'all hear yourselves down there? I heard some of me. I was like, child, you need to balance that. <laughs> Let's look at the feminine side. I'm excited to unmute and talk to you guys about this in a minute. So the healthy side of our feminine side. Wow. Soul's expression of love. And do you guys notice how those first two points? So on the healthy side of the masculine, I said soul's expression of power. It's great to be powerful. We can't be scared of it because it's coming from our soul but notice on our feminine side it's the soul's expression of love that's not tainted because your ex didn't love you that's not tainted because he left you that's not tainted because your parents abandoned you that's not that type of love and imagine that that's what we're attaching our idea of love to if we're not in rooms where we're cleaning this up in 2020, what is it, is it 2021? Then who are you really willing to become? Who are you really willing to be? 
It's important that we start to uncover this stuff. It's important that we get to the root of it. And it's important that we allow it to be finished business. Healthy feminine side. Honor value of lives of others. <laughs> allow others to command their own life. Some of y'all need to catch that one. Energy for doing what is good. Giving selfless enthusiasm and zest for life imagine how much people don't just have enthusiasm and zest just wake up every day like let's go persistence perseverance <laughs> listen to this one wise quitting major not quitting because, oh, we just can't get the results. Not quitting because it's not moving on our time. Not quitting because, you know what? They can't see me. No one's clapping for me. My space isn't growing. My content isn't getting liked. People are not valuing me. I'm not getting paid what I'm valued. No. Why is quitting because you've run the race and you've finished and you know it's time to move on? Difference. Different type of movement kindness compassion here it is guys y'all ready patience empathy so when you break those down you'll right you'll hear that your masculine energy gives you the strength and your feminine energy gives you the caring side let's look at the unhealthy feminine side uncaring low value on lives of others. We can see where some of our young people are at, especially some of our young males, they're not tapping into their feminine energy, so they're not valuing lives. The state of, of our state, the state of our government, they don't value life, so it's okay to shoot people. Feminine energy is out when it comes to power in this world, so we've got to level up to bring it back into balance. The other unhealthy stuff, they're mean, selfish, greedy. It's funny because y'all might put greedy with the masculine, I would have. Interfering, oh gosh, here it is, who's ready? Sabotaging, gossiping, isolated, withholding, impatient, blame, blame child, and despair. Ooh. I don't know about y'all, but they just made me check myself. Because sometimes you read that and you recognize that it's just your energy inside of you. Your masculine and feminine energy is out of alignment. So you're not able to move because you're moving from a place that doesn't serve you. And also what's even worse is some of you are moving from places that don't serve you. So you're creating more stuff that doesn't serve you because you're not willing to sit down and look at those things and handle them because it's someone else's business and there's always someone else to blame and life is always happening to you. And you've always got to get, 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 get selfishness before you even think about giving. Everybody's got to give to you. It's clean up season. And if we're going to shake rooms, if we're going to build rooms, if we're going to be unapologetic about who we are, then we've got to check ourselves differently. 
We've got to check ourselves way below, way below what's surfacing because things are surfacing and we already want to run. But we've got to get way below what's surfacing to understand what's really going on. This information is easily available to you. Tap into it, use it. Does anybody have any questions? And when we bring it into alignment, guys, it allows you to have a healthy, balanced life with, one of my favorite words lately, integrity. It allows you to honor the right of yourself, your whole self. The, it allows you to honor your mental body, honor your emotional body, honor your spiritual body, honor your physical body. And by doing that, by honoring all parts of you, guess what, guys? You honor and respect everyone else around you. You honor life itself. You honor the creation of all that is and all that you're connected to. You honor it because you recognize it. And it really does take one to see one. But when we're seeing ourselves out of like in the unhealthy side of ourselves, no wonder why we're seeing unhealthy habits in others. No wonder why life looks like such a dark place. No wonder why it looks like we can't move through what we're going through. Because we're not able to make wise decisions. We're not able to do the wise risk taking. We're not able to focus, have decisiveness, patience and empathy. And all of those things are your portion. How will you use them to elevate you? Don't stay silent, guys. Anybody got anything to say? Was it one of those things where we just need to sit with the information? <laughs> well, I'll wait for anyone to see if they want to um, have any questions or did anything vibe with you or did you take anything in or did you not understand? And I'm going to just play this in the meantime. Just a little more. know why I love this tune because it don't matter what mood I'm in as soon as I hear that I'm like child you better move and I twerk and then I move because that's it all we got to do is put our back in it all we got to do is put a little more oomph behind our steps all we got to do is be willing to sit with what we're going through so we can move past it but what I say to sit with it first so you understand it not just keep moving, 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 moving. So you have no awareness. You want to get the awareness first. You then want to go into accepting it. And then you want to go to replacing it. And that's the process. Miss Kirsty, what's good? Hey, good evening. Sorry, I was um, in the bathroom and I'm sure you didn't want me to answer my question while I was in there. So I had to wait till I come out. But what does sitting with it look like with God in all of your bodies? That's what I would really like to know. Being silent. Okay. And the reason Just... why you can't, and the reason why I say be silent is because when we sit with, when we go, when I say sit with it, people sit 
and they listen to your mind as soon as you sit you'll go you'll go okay what am I thinking and oh I should do this and oh I should do that and oh do you get what I mean you're 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 not actually in silence you're actually sitting with a program running in your head and so the aim is to get past that program to understand what it is that's the truth Okay. Ultimately, this is why I, when I was talking to about that earlier, when it's like you're sitting, right? But it's still our own choice. And this is what the crazy thing is, because I, always, I used to battle with the fact that we had choice. And when I would reason with people, we would always have this battle, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, but God says this and God says that, but choice if we've got choice then how can we be making moves that are outside of god nothing's outside of god right but when you're able to sit with yourself your feelings are your superpower but because we've rejected our feelings so much we don't understand them so what will happen at first is you'll sit and your minds will kick in so you'll hear whatever whatever whether a good or bad do this do that don't do this don't do that yeah. do you know what i mean and the then after that, you'll feel your emotions because of now what you're hearing your body starts responding so whether you start getting angry whether you start crying do you get what i mean your your emotional body kicks in you feel me yeah and with you get past that you get past that mental chatter you get past that emotional chatter you get past those feelings right that even them, they're coming from your spirit now and you stay sitting and you get to silence Silence will reveal something to you. But we don't go past that chatter. And we don't even understand that that chatter is ours. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I try and avoid the chatter or I run from the chatter or I hear some of it and then decide, I don't ever, I hardly ever push past it. I know what you mean because I have been able to experience one, two, maybe three beautiful moments of what you're saying. So I understand it. But because of how long it takes to get past my mind chatter, that's patience for me is where I'm going to have to work. And this is why when people, when we really break down meditating, and for those of you that are on my level up course, you know, this week I asked you, when I say to you to meditate, what does it mean to you? Now there's loads of practices been taught about meditating and different ways to get there and loads of different stuff. Right. But ultimately one of my favorite things that I like to attach meditation to is praying is when we speak to God meditators when we listen and in order to listen to get you into a meditative like into that like highly meditative state you have to come to silence now because of the conditions that people have been taught things in and the conditions that people have attached things to people think you can only meditate when you're in silence let me tell y'all something the season is changing you're gonna have to meditate in a room full of noise because it's about your connection to your highest self and the God that is within. So this whole room could be lit. There could be a party, music could be pumping and I'm still able to get myself into a meditative state because I know how to reach that place of silence within me. And how do I get there? Practice. I am not willing anymore, ever, again, ever in life, period, to do anything without God saying this is what it is. 
And so I have to continuously work on that relationship with him. And so to people that might look like, and even, this is what I'm saying, even if people hear this who don't believe in God, I want you to understand there is a higher part of you. So even if that connection is to your highest part, when you first sit and you hear all that chatter, that's not your higher self. When you first sit and you feel all of those emotions, that is not your higher self. I want you to get past that so that you're uncomfortable that even if I sit every single day until I get to silence, I'm sitting here, bro. That's the sit that I'm talking about. I'm not agreeing with this. I'll sit with it until you make sense of it. No, because your dysfunction is making sense of it. The same dysfunction that's made sense of every other decision that you've made. So my thing is move with it. I don't care if you wake up today and don't feel good. I don't care. That's not an excuse not to do the work because you want to show God that you're obedient because it's your obedience that's going to be blessed. God is blessed in who you really are, not who you think you are. And so you've got to practice things. You've got to put things in place that shows your obedience. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's when we sit with the dysfunction, it becomes louder if we're not reaching for that place of the silence, for that place of clarity, for that place of an answer. And we have to understand that when we first go there, what we're going to hear is our madness. And it can be uncomfortable. And actually it is uncomfortable. And once the mind then becomes silent, your body might start reacting. So your emotions might start reacting. Even your physical body, sit in silence long enough, right? And you'll start to realize, oh, my bum hurts. Oh, my shoulders hurt. I do this in a class called Activating Body Harmony. And I get people to sit and I can look at their body and see where they've stored things just from physically looking at their body. I can see where energy is in their body just by moving them through certain movements. I can see it. And that's the thing. If And then I get them to sit into certain positions and I'm like, tell me where this energy is. And they can feel it. And the reason is because we have four bodies. And so information is stored on all of them. And so when we first go to silence, because we're not used to listening from that place of us, what you will hear is your mother's voice, your father's voice, the teacher's voices, your voices, every other voice that has said to you that everything that you're doing is wrong. You'll start to hear your subconscious mind and we want to be able to hear our subconscious mind so we can change things, but we're not willing to listen to it. And even if we listen, we run. And then when we run, we end up back in the same circumstances. But I'm like, listen, take action and then replace. That's how you really sit. I hope that's answered it, Kirsty. Thank you very much. Yes, it has. Um... It has very much so. And I understand this morning when I should have done my exercise and I let the thought of exhaustion because I was tired, haven't slept, new job, I started to let the pressure get on top of me rather than pushing through it. And after knowing that the movement of exercise would have made me not feel less tired. I knew that, but I yep. still chose to sit in my funk. So, yeah. See what I mean? And that's the problem you chose to sit in the funk. You understand what I mean? And that's the difference. And this is why I want everyone to get clear on understanding the sit. Because the majority of the time is emotions come up, right? 
And that's where we need to dig because they're there now, they're raw, they're on the surface. So it's like, let's go, let's understand this. But what we do is we sitting it. Whereas if you would have took those emotions and you would have walked, I guarantee you see nature, nature would have blessed you. There's answers in nature. This is why we've got to move. This is why when you really get into the practice of something like yoga on a spiritual level, they take you outside in nature because they recognize that you see God, he created everything on this planet earth, everything on this planet earth. So there's answers in everything. It's not me saying that, that oh, you've got to worship that thing. No, there's only one God, but he allows us to have answers in everything. I already knew that today when I was in a position where I was feeling like, yeah, I've moved, I've done a little bit of stuff, but right now I'm feeling to go back to bed. I said, I need to take a shower because I knew that the water was gonna move at me and speak to me. I knew I was gonna get answers in water because water carries memories. And the same way that water moves and it flows, if you have a connection to water, water will do that for you. This is why we cannot be scared of things that they told us was the enemy's work. We can't, we gotta, we gotta understand that it's a different time. And we've got to understand where we've got to collect answers from because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Miss Eunice. You're muted, darling. If you want to speak, you just need to press your mic on your screen. There you go. Um, I thought it was really quite um, a moving chat. Because uh, I've experienced that movement for me actually helps me with my my feelings and emotions. Yeah. I think I'm still very, uh, very much an emotional person. And, um, you know, when the workload gets to me, the children, just life in general. Um, like in the past few days, I've been practicing doing the exercise. I do my affirmations in the morning, then I do my gratitude. You know, I, I read a scripture, I do the prayer, I do some praying. But when I don't actually include a bit of movement before I take my power shower and start my day, I can feel that despite of all the things that I've done, it's just not enough. Love that. Um, it doesn't clear everything up for me. Um, so now I've been quite methodical. I try and do, even if it's like a 15 minute hit class, it really helps. Yes. And then in the evenings, just to relax and just to, to find myself, I started doing running. I've got this up that I'm doing. So 10K, I mean, it's a very big journey to now get to 10K. But yesterday I achieved a 3K um, run which was really amazing. I just feel like all the stress and the bad energies of the day just disappear. And I, I come back home, I'm sweating, I'm full of life, you know, I'm ready to take on anything that's left. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so for me, that's what movement's done for me, that I felt the, the power of movement in, in when, when I don't do it, I feel different. When I do it, I feel very different. I love that. Um, I I think because my job is sitting down a lot as well. Yeah. I, you know, I do take I do take lots of breaks. I've got this uh, clock timer, so every twenty five minutes I get up for five minutes and just do any kind of movement. Love that. You know, anything literally. That's so, so powerful. Um, I totally agree. Thank I you, totally agree with you, and you know, yeah, I just wanted to share. Yeah. I love that, and the reason why it's so good is because the truth of the matter is, we have to understand right that your gratitude list your affirmations um journaling praying what bodies are they moving right 
to then move in your spiritual body, then move in your um, emotional body. Like writing can really help your emotional body. People that suffer like being over emotional, writing is such a good tool to shift it, right? Or even pressing record on your phone and just speaking out loud. Don't even matter if you're speaking sense, just speaking out loud. That will really get you to make place um, sorry, to make sense of your emotions, right? So imagine if you wake up and you do your gratitude, you do your affirmations, you do some mirror work, you do some praying. Yeah, you're gonna, you might feel good. You might feel ready for your day. You might feel like, yeah, you've watched a positive audio, spoke down in your spirit. But what about your physical body? What about your physical body? And especially with the world changing and more people working from home, it's so easy to wake up, do your little power hour. If you've, if you've been around like us and our tribe, you'll do a power hour and then you just get in that computer and you get to work. And then before you know it, you've got to cook food. And then before you know it, you chill with the kids or your husband and next thing it's bedtime. Where was the physical movement? And this is why we have to have a relationship with all of our bodies because they all count. And one thing that I would say that I've observed is when you do all of that good stuff first and then you do your exercise, child, it makes the information land. Because remember, our physical body, for those of you that know how a breakdown elements, it represents your earth element. Earth is just a physical experience, right? So when you've moved spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and it lands physically, this is when the manifestation game changes. And this is why when I started in the beginning, I was talking about exercise and, um, you know, like physical exercise and where your mind could be at and how you have to bring them into alignment. They have to be in alignment in order to manifest the results you want in your body. So it's about understanding the different bodies and bringing them into alignment to help you to be fruitful. Thank you for that, Eunice. Miss um, Bev. Hi, y'all. Um, just wanted to say I'm fairly new to, obviously we've been learning about, you know, the different bodies and the elements and everything. So I'm just trying to, I'm just at the point where I'm making peace with it all and how to use those to bring myself for example, out of a funk into a more positive mindset to positively influence my day. Mm -hmm. And what I really learned um, since being on the mindset is that sometimes if I experience conflict, contrast, um, whether I'm having an, an altercation with somebody, I would automatically, and I would feel that right deep down in my gut, you know, and there would be just this, this discomfort, this, this, I need to get rid of it. I need to sort it. I, I've got, you know, I've got to get, got, got to get something done about it. So I would, that would mean me throwing myself under the bus or taking the blame or just, you know, talking to a thousand different people instead of just, you know, praying or just doing something, just carrying on with my day, just, yeah. you know, taking my mind off it for a minute. And more often than not, I'd probably say most of the time, the, the, the information, the answer that I need, it always shows up somehow. Right. And not to mention, because you put your mind on something else, you become clearer anyway. Um, yeah. Well, I do anyway. But, you know, but and that... that there without practicing, without probably recognising it. So yeah. I talk about the power of intention. Mm. So when I'm talking in the beginning, I was like, we have to be obedient in our movement, right? Because ultimately... God is going to bless us for the obedience and the steps that we take. 
but it doesn't necessarily look like we're going to get the blessing when we want it, right? But it will come. So we just have to be obedient. So what you're now practicing as a form of movement is the power of intention. And what that looks like is something is showing up in your body or in your experience and you'll become aware. Mm-mm, this don't feel good. Mm-mm, I need to do something about this. Uh-uh, I need to clear this. And this is what we have to understand about our mouths. And when I'm talking about our mouths, the actual words that we speak, but also understanding that speech is the language of the mind. So even if we think it, our mind is communicating. So the minute that we set an intention, I need to clear this. This doesn't feel good. What is this? You see those quality questions on top of that intention of I need to clear this? The universe has heard you. And the universe will respond. Yeah. Like you said, it does. But here's the other thing. What happens is this is what pe- this is the part which gets people messed up. Is say for instance, you then said, I need to clear this. This doesn't feel good. Notice what you done. You then said, I move on and do something else now, right? Before you might have let that eat you up. So you might have stayed mm-hmm. there, like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I don't feel well. Oh, it must be me. Oh, blame, blame, blame. So what you've then done is put resistance. You understand? You've put resistance in your intention. So although you've said, I want to clear this up, you've now done that thing, what I was talking about, where we step into our own stuff. And your own stuff is who are you blaming, did the do, all of yeah. that gunk, right? But when you do this and you say, I don't feel good. This doesn't feel right. I need to clean this up. And you focus on something else. Guess what you've done, Bev? You've let it go. Mm, mm. And when you've let it go, you've let it flow. And so it's that movement, it's that water, it's that flow that then allows the universe to come back and bless you with the answer. And that's what we don't get. We want answers. We need this. We want that. And because we focus on want, 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 need, 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 do, 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 resistance. And the thing is as well, if, for example, I was having conflict with someone, instead of me saying to myself, right, no, okay, no, that's wrong. I'd say, okay, um, all right, let's sort this out. And I would take the blame for it or something. And then I'd, th- I'd think, Whew, okay, that conflict's done. But the thing is, because it's conflict and it wasn't resolved properly, it's going to come back. And it always did. And it always does. And that's you know what I mean? Remember- and I've learned that. It doesn't work. Everything is energy. Mm. So you taking that energy, what you've took the energy of is blame. Yeah. You understand? You haven't taken, you see the energy of acceptance. That's a different energy. Mm. See the energy of responsibility. That's a different energy. And that's why I always say to people, don't avoid conflict, have conflict. Mm. Be willing to come to things face on. Be willing to say, yo, I don't agree with that. Yo, that hurt me. Don't shrink because when we shrink, and we accept like less than we are, that's what it really looks like. And now that becomes matter. And now that energy is stored in our emotions, it's stored in our mind, it's stored in our body. So now every time we get close to a situation that gently reminds us of that, everything in our body is triggered. And that's why we have these triggers. And this is why I'm like, instead of running from those triggers, say, yo, when was the first time I felt like this? And what did I make it mean? How old was I? What happened? How small was it? How big was it? What was it? And then we clear it. And it doesn't look like, oh, because I got to the root of it and I wrote a forgiveness letter or I got to the root of it and I observed it. Has it gone? No, we might have to clear it again and again and again. But as long as you're willing, you see the obedience, you will be rewarded. Mm -hmm. So true. It's so, it's so, 
it's so simple yet so I mean if you don't know then you don't know and you think it's a huge thing but it actually once you start to practice it and it and it's just so much simpler and it's just so much so much more rewarding literally I remember Honestly. one of my favorite books is the slide edge because he says something and he talks about you know like elevating our lives and he says they're so easy to do that is so easy not to do mm. so in terms of the steps that we have to take they're so easy to do right that they're so easy not to do because they're small yeah they're not leaps there's tiny little things that we have to keep like consciously deciding to do reading 20 minutes of a good book a day, drinking two liters of water, doing at least 50 minutes of exercise, listening to a good positive audio. They are easy things to do every day, but how much of us are willing to do that? Mm. How much of us are willing to do it? And that's the movement that I'm talking about that we have to be obedient in. It doesn't matter how we feel. Can we exercise? It doesn't matter how we feel. Can we read? It doesn't matter how we feel. Can we listen to things that are positive? It doesn't matter how we feel. Can we journal? It doesn't matter how we feel. Can we drink water and mind our damn business? Game changers. So easy. So easy not to do. Thank you so much, Bev. Thank Anyone you. For a last question before I go. Anyone on Clubhouse? Yeah, I'll be quiet now every week. Anyone want to talk about the power of movement for them? Nobody? Oh, mum? No, that's Bev. Okay. So thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being here. Remember that Soka song, put your back in it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love it because it's just a reminder that regardless to what you're going through, keep your vibes high, keep your energy high. You might not always feel good, but you've always got something to give. You've always got something to give. And instead of us thinking about what we're getting, we have to start to think about what we're giving. What do we have to give? And if that giving looks like, you know, just reading, if that giving looks like taking a 10 minute walk, I guarantee that when you step into movement, things start to move. And they don't move on your time. They move on the creator's time. And the creator's time is always the right time. It's always divine. So trust it. And I pray that you keep coming into alignment with your movements. And I pray that that information on the masculine and feminine energy was helpful to you all. I thought some of you would have said some stuff about it, but yeah, we're good. Um, So yeah, be great, guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. And thank you so much for being here and rocking it out with me. Be great. Thanks, T. You're welcome. Bye. 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 Bye.